Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Explore the Force. We're excited to be with you for another week. Um, with me, as always, Taylor. How are you doing, Taylor? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, guys. <laughs> and we subbed out one Brit for another. We got Johnny O today as a special host. How are you doing, Johnny? <laughs> Hello there. Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks. Good to be here. Yes, thank you for coming on. Um, everyone... Jack is finally getting to go home after I was like six weeks, five weeks, six weeks uh, being overseas. It has been a very long time. I'm sure he's excited. I'm sure his family's excited. We know we're excited for him to get back to good internet. So um, (laughs) it'll be be good. Um, It'll be good for him to get home and see his family. But anyway, safe travels, Jack, and we'll talk to you soon. Um, But so how how's everyone's week been? Uh, Johnny, how's your week been? You said you had the week off. Yes, I had the week off work. I had a lot of holiday time left to use up and just felt like I needed a week off. It was a fun week. I just, yeah, <laughs> entertained Very myself cool. for the week. There you go. <laughs> Taylor, what about you, Taylor? How was your week? Uh, it's been good. It's been really, really stormy over here. Mm. Um, just like insane dark purple, dark gray clouds and windstorm leaves everywhere branches all over the road and uh yeah the zoo lost power but thank goodness we have generators uh that's yeah. one thing jurassic park did not have was <laughs> generators <laughs> that's you know you that's all the brain tropical windstorms you know so it's been, it's an been all their money week yeah oh dang yeah <laughs> on the dinosaurs so yeah uh i'd say it's been a good week for myself this is the one week all school year that i have off with no responsibilities and that ends tomorrow at 4 40 a.m when the boys swim season kicks off (laughs) so um yeah so i'm gonna be a little i might be tired and grumpy uh moving forward so just bear with me but now it's a good week and i'm excited to talk some star wars with you guys and dive into our force encounters so i'm gonna Go ahead and get us started. We have some new artwork that we're... I mean, I don't think I've told Taylor or Jack about this yet, and I'm pretty sure Johnny wouldn't know, but we have some <laughs> new artwork coming out. Uh, my cousin, Megan, and her... I'm trying to look this up. I had it pulled up, and my phone locked me out. Hang on a second. Uh, laughing, Fo- laughing Fox Art, and she uh, reached out and she did some designs for us. We're going to most likely use it for our high council stuff, but I just want to say thank you, Megan, for Yay! that. Um, and we'll post it up on Facebook and our social medias here uh, probably tomorrow, get that stuff rolling out. But again, Megan, Laughing Fox Art. So thanks, Megan, um, for helping out with, you know, it's good to have family involved. So I appreciate yeah, thanks, it. Thanks, girl. <laughs> um, Taylor, did you have any... Exciting uh, force force encounters. (laughs) Where are we? Um, My force encounter this week was just reading the criff out of every single (laughs) High Republic 
comic and booked it again because there's like two days until the High Republic Phase 3 comes out and as you guys know I'm like still a little bit behind so I have like two books away from, <laughs> from finishing. Oh dang you got a lot of reading to do girl. <sighs> I know and then yeah. I'm like telling my husband like this just happened and Oh, the fall and blah. And he's like, Taylor, just isn't this why you have a podcast? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. So. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, High Republic, crazy week. Very good. That's a good week. Uh, by the time it everyone hears this, it will be the start of phase three. That will be Tuesday, oh, yeah. the official kickoff. Um, Johnny, you have any exciting force encounters on your week off? I did. Um, on Ooh. Tuesday evening um i went to a gig uh in london uh with several people you guys both know um, <laughs> um by a band called galactic empire who are american um basically they play covers of star wars soundtrack music uh but metal oh and they wear costumes and stuff. Um, and it was, <laughs> it was a great evening. Um, it oh. sounds crazy. It was crazy. But awesome at the same time. Um, were a lot of then, people... Were people dressed up too? Or just the band? Um, not too much. A lot of people with Star Wars shirts, as you can imagine. There was yeah. somebody that had their face painted as Darth Maul. Somebody <gasps> had a lightsaber with them. Um, and uh, who was the other guy? Oh, somebody... Uh, another guy had a Mandalorian helmet on. Oh, oh, cool. the uh, in the crowd uh yes oh my gosh, that's awesome yeah, wow. yeah. yeah that sounds fun <laughs> and that's an american band yeah yeah they're, Amer- oh, wow. they're american Check yeah they just huh. they've been touring the states i gather and now they've come over to europe for a few weeks and then that's yeah. a heavy metal not really my <laughs> so thing, if you ever get but... a chance to see them i recommend it because it's yeah. great i'm not especially a metal fan but i loved it it's yeah fantastic but it's all oh, tunes awesome. that we like know right yes <laughs> so exactly like, yeah! you know every song there's no lyrics although the crowd has managed to sing along to every song <laughs> you know along. along to the tune you know yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome oh man that's, that's amazing that yeah very cool very cool that sounds like a blast i'm gonna have to keep an eye out for them see if they ever come into wichita or kansas city um yeah all right well sounds like we all had some pretty good force encounters this week um and let's go ahead and head off to bat two and see what the latest news is All right, so we've got lots of news coming out of Bat 2 today um, or this weekend. Uh, first one, Louis, Louis Letier reveals he pitched two Star Wars ideas to Lucasfilm. He's director of Now You See Me and Fast X filmmaker, was recently a guest <laughs> on Josh Horowitz's latest podcast, Watch Along, where the two of them did a live commentary on The Incredible Hulk, which Letier Le- directed. Horowitz raised the topic of Star Wars to the director, asking if he'd ever be interested in working for Lucasfilm and got a surprising answer. Um, I had my dream Star Wars idea a long time ago when I came to them and pitched it. We should do a Star Wars TV show conceived as a lone wolf and cub. And they said, uh, we don't know if that's a great idea. (laughs) There were two (laughs) things I wanted to do with the missing part between basically before a new hope when Obi-Wan takes Luke, I wanted to do that, but I also was very interested in the Boba Fett movie. Um, 
so there's that. I don't know. <laughs> We've talked about this off air, and I think we all of us had to kind of look up, look this guy up, right? So are mm. we sad or are we happy that he's not getting his Star Wars projects? Would you want those projects? Would you want, I mean, Boba Fett, but we got the TV show, and then we got Obi-Wan. I mean, it'd be interesting to see where he took Boba Fett because Boba Fett went such a direction that we didn't expect, you know? Like, <laughs> Definitely. I, I didn't exactly expect Boba Fett to want to be ruling with respect. <laughs> I want to rule with respect. And, like, all these flashbacks and stuff. So that would have been interesting. And, I mean, the lone wolf, we, I mean, we, Mandalorian is pretty good. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess what about you, Johnny? What do you what think? Do. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not too bothered. I mean, I like you said, we had to look him up, and I looked through his credits and stuff, and the films he'd worked on. None of them were the kind of films that I'm particularly bothered by. The only thing that took my eye was the fact that he directed all of the um, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance show, mm-hmm. which I loved, and I had no idea he'd done that. So. That's good, but uh-huh. you know, um, I... <laughs> Lone Wolf and Cub, like you said, we've we've had it as a Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, you could almost are you had trying to say? Kenobi are you trying to well. say you had that idea first? Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. And who knows what he means by the missing part between or well, before New Hope when Obi Wan takes like, yeah, it's very vague. Kind of curious. It? Yeah, Sorry. I think so. Yeah. I think you're right. You might be fishing for, hey, look at me, look at me, but who knows. <laughs> what do you got for us, Taylor? The writer Timothy Zahn, famous in the Star Wars world for creating the much-beloved character Thrawn, recently spoke out about his views on how his original character was used in the Ahsoka show at the Twin Cities Con. After reiterating past comments in regards to how well Dave Filoni knows the character, Zahn briefly explained his view on why Thrawn seeks to bring his version of the Empire back with him from Peridia. In summary, Zahn said everything flows from his motivation to help the Chiss Ascendancy. He believes the New Republic won't be able to support that goal, so bringing the Empire back is the only way. That's totally his way of things, right? Like he he will do anything for his people, right? And he's super smart. He, and I would like to see his version of the empire. That might be a little bit more um, capable, less brutal. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean the Chist. If you've read the books, they're not the nicest human beings to, or you know, sentient beings to one another. Yeah. But they seem to have a stable structure and. Everything I don't know might not be a bad idea. Let him take over because very intelligent. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think, Johnny? Um, well, I know a number of people who find like the difference between Thrawn between the, the like the new canon books and what we see on screen in Rebels and and uh, in Ahsoka, and feel that there's a bit of a disparity there. So, I guess this is kind of Timothy's arm trying to smooth that a little bit, but I don't know as it necessarily makes sense to me because it's like like you said it for me his motivation to he doesn't believe the new republic will be able to support that goal well how does he know that he's been stuck yeah. in another galaxy <laughs> so is he just taking, is he just taking the up. word of um morgan elsbeth and 
like the Imperial Remnant, then surely he's too smart to just think, well, I'm just going to take one person's opinion or mm-hmm. one side's opinion. I haven't seen it for myself. Right. But like, what maybe he can make that decision opinion? once he comes back. I don't know. You know, so. I, I personally, because I've been reading through the Thrawn books, I haven't mm-hmm. hadn't read the Ascendancy trilogy, so I'm just starting that. Um, the, the difference doesn't bother me overly much between the two. I think it can still be, yeah. you know, made to work and stuff, stuff like that. So hmm. yeah, I do. I do feel there's a there's a slight difference. I think I brought it up when we were doing our Ahsoka recaps and stuff that. Um, sometimes that Thrawn doesn't feel like the Thrawn from the, and I'm not even talking about the old canon, you know, the old legend stuff. I'm talking about the canon that I've read. Now I did kind of bog out on those ascendancy ones. I just kind of lost focus on them a little bit, but there seems to be a little bit of a character discrepancies, but I, like you said, not enough to really, to matter. I don't know. They'll make it work. And that's Mm -hmm. good that he's, you know, he's playing ball with the rest of uh, Lucasfilm. That's good job security for him. <laughs> so um, then we have a couple, you know, we'll obviously report on some of this stuff later on too, but as everyone should know by this point, the SAG after strike is over. So, Woo! yes. And so I know, I don't know about you guys, but like social media has been fun to see all the act. I actually kind of expected more, but I love what we've been yeah. getting. I know Taylor, yeah. you posted on our socials and our Facebook, things like that. A bunch of photos, like behind the scenes stuff with yeah, every, all, all the, the actors and actresses. And stuff. Yeah. And then there was one man, I kind of pulled in the old heartstrings. It was a picture or a video of, um, Ray Stevenson, like rocking out to some music and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh man, that's a, really? so yeah, so I'm kind of curious as what how this is going to start to unfold. You know, we're getting into the holiday season. Are they going to still ramp things up? Uh, but that's exciting. Good for the actors. Good for the writers. I will warn you, though, that uh, some of the articles I've read, next year the Teamsters, like all the people who make the sets, work on the sets, they're all up for a contract renewal. So we could be looking at another one next, next summer. Uh, but maybe, maybe the studios have learned and they will uh, they'll start working on that now. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> and then the, and then they can just come and make all the shows in the UK while that's sorted out. Yes. Just fine. go over to <laughs> Pinewood. Yeah, Pinewood Studios. I mean, and every, everywhere else they film over there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess that would kind of put the US at a disadvantage if they don't make deals because I mean, the UK and those don't have the same issues. Um, Mm-hmm. Next, Kevin Feige Star Wars movie is not happening. And that was all we got. There was no why or what or who or when. It just isn't happening anymore. So how do we feel about no Kevin Feige Star Wars film? <sighs> okay, so what, what <laughs> like, did we have an idea of, like, what his story was going to be? Anything like that? Nope. Nope. No. There was a writer <laughs> attached, which I think was the same writer as Loki, right? Michael Wardron? I think so. Or he was attached oh. at some point, but I don't know if he still was. Or if, yeah, that's about the only thing I think, knew about it. Yeah, I don't think they've really ever said much. It just announced that it was going to happen during that. Kathleen Kennedy just you know just says Going things out it. loud. <laughs> I think sometimes sometimes I think she might forget who she is and that everyone hangs on every word she says. <laughs> you know, like yeah, uh, she always you know it's just kind of a I don't I'm not one of those Kathleen Kennedy haters, but I think that no. she. She needs to watch what she says, I think, because she's done this a lot since she's taken over. But um, 
Do you think this has anything to do with the mess that Marvel's in right now with Kang, the actor? Was it Jonathan Majors or whatever? Like maybe they're just trying to focus on how they're going to fix the Marvel uh, and the MCU possibly. Mm. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I think with the new films that they that they announced at Celebration just gone, and also you know everything that they've got going on with the Mandoverse, they just maybe figured. It just got pushed to the wayside and then he probably got busy or whatever. Yeah, quite yeah. possibly. I mean, we'll never know. I wish they would just tell us, like, hey, this is, we got a lot going on, so we're just going to move on to this. Or, I mean, it wouldn't kill yeah. them to tell us. Like, yeah. But, um, and then finally, this is shocking news uh, for me Star Wars Hunters video game is pushed back to 2024. <laughs> and I know Johnny and I were discussing this. And I'm pretty sure I got the poster from Chicago, but maybe it was Anaheim, but that was. Um, this game has keep, keeps getting pushed. It's out for the Switch. It's an arena battle style game. It was oh, yeah. supposed to eventually come out for the mobile, you know, for your phones, which I was kind of excited about because I don't own a Switch. But it's yet, it's again been pushed, um, which I'm not, I was actually just asking somebody about that. And, and here we go. I found out. <laughs> it's not That's happening. Or it was just pushed. like a battle arena thing, right? Yeah. It was like, it mm-hmm. was like battle arena and they had all these cool characters. Yeah, like and a robot like that wants to be a Jedi. On top of each other. Yeah, but yeah, two or whatever the UT. <laughs> yeah, I mean it looks fun, and entertaining, and way to like pass some time whenever you're, you know, you're going to work or you know some downtime. But it just, I, I'm shocked that they're still even pushing this game is the fact that it's been delayed so much. But yeah, I'm know. just, I've almost like. It's fallen off the map for me. Like I got mm-hmm. all excited about it back when I remember like seeing all the stuff from it at Celebration because they really were pushing a whole bunch of the graphics and stuff for it and the yes. art of the creators and stuff. So I was like, ooh, like a new game coming out. But mm-hmm. like I haven't heard anything about it. So it's like, yeah, oh, yeah no clue. that game. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, Minecraft Star Wars Path of the Jedi DLC has been is now available. Um, it says grab your lightsaber for a new Minecraft Star Wars adventure. I have I've never, never played, played Minecraft. If you're a Minecraft fan but... and a Star Wars fan, I guess it's great news. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was watching a little build some uh, Star like, Wars and stuff. For it. it was it it looked pretty entertaining. Like, it was like, whoa, <laughs> like this is really Star Warsy. Like how, I don't know how it would work. Like your other characters just walk into your like storyline and they're not Star Wars. I... Like, <laughs> someone's gonna have I've to never... tell us about this game. So. <laughs> yes, we'll bring on a twelve-year-old. So maybe Hank. Maybe, maybe Hank will know. We'll make Hank play. Yeah, <laughs> we're just that generation <laughs> that just missed Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't for me. So <sighs> we try. Maybe Jack has played it. <laughs> Maybe he looks like, he yeah. like the game. Yeah, there you go. Next up, the BBC News is reporting that C three PO actor Anthony Daniels, my boy, uh, is parting <laughs> ways with his items from his Star Wars collection. The 77-year-old beloved actor is putting props, costumes, and scripts up for auction. Is he allowed to put scripts up? Ooh. Well, they're for uh, older. The... Yeah. Like this one's like, stuff. yeah. Right. The most notable item that's up now has been sold in an original helmet is an original helmet C-3PO used on set the original Star Wars. It's sold for just under 700,000 pounds. 
Other items put up for auction include personal scripts Daniel used for dubbing the Empire strips strikes back. Ooh. Uh, pieces of the Millennium Falcon taken after the <laughs> film of Return of the Jedi and other parts of C-3PO's costume. Well, we all know that his first um, like headpiece was like literally screwed on to him and he couldn't see out of it. So looking at that thing in his house or his collection probably was like a nightmare. <laughs> um, a PTSD. And second, when I was getting his signature last year at Fan Expo in Vancouver, um, his wife was sitting right beside him and my husband starts chatting up with his wife. And like, I'm obviously ta- talking to Anthony Daniels and he's, and he pulls out my bookmark and it's a little C-3PO bookmark thing. And he's like, Oh, I don't have this yet. Or he's something. And he, and he was telling me about how he has this massive collection of C-3PO stuff. And it's not even that he buys it. People just buy the stuff for him and they send it to him or they gift it to him. And his wife was like, I can't wait until we start selling it this like next year. So my husband <laughs> and her are talking about how they can't wait to start selling off his massive collection of stuff. And he was like, yeah, I guess I'm over it now. Like, I don't need to collect it anymore. And it's just crazy how it's like, finally, I'm, we're seeing it on the news. And I was just chatting with him about it, like last year, about how it's pretty awesome. ready. Yeah, so cool. That's very cool. But yes, now he's got his cool. retirement fund coming, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he didn't already so, have it, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's doing fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the last news item is uh, well, congratulations to Star Wars Jedi survivor composers Stephen Barton and Gordy Harb on their Grammy nomination for best score for video game. Well, that's very cool. I love the music in that. Yeah, I've heard some well, of it, but like, I yeah, I've heard it. some of it. I yeah. Still haven't played it. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, the music's good. You guys should. Is it on? Can you get it on Spotify? Like, can you download it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, the I think so. Yeah. Probably out there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, I'll have to cool. listen to it. But it's like part of the what makes the Jedi like Fallen Order music so good to me is that I can like think what planet I'm on because I'm like listening oh, to yeah. different music right like the kashik music is so different from um just everywhere so uh, but i love it because i've played it through it too so i mean one day eventually i'll play jedi survivor <laughs> yeah likewise <laughs> so, <laughs> no, yeah well it is good I, I, I will tell you it does it does help the game um but yeah it looks like again a lot of news and i do feel like it's going to pick up now that the i mean because we haven't even been a full week yet since the actor yeah. strike has been over. So um, I do think things are going to start to ramp up. I'm excited for some release dates and things like that. But Ooh. that is it coming out of Bat 2 for this week. All right. Well, now it's time for us to explore the Force. And as we mentioned in our new segment, um, the official kickoff to the High Republic Phase 3 starts on Tuesday, so the day that... Um, the podcast comes out. Now, there today. has been some sprinkling. Yeah, today, I guess, for everybody listening or watching. Um, there has been some sprinklings. We got a Shadows of Starlight um, comic. We have uh, two comics came out this previous week. The first, High Republic, and then the second one, the Starlight uh, Beacon. And then, of course, what the main topic for us this for today is going to be Tales of Light and Life. And it's kind of a hodgepodge of stories, if you will, from characters mm. from 
phase one, phase two, and it introduces some new people from phase three that we haven't even heard of yet. So we're going to yeah. dive into that. Kind of excited. Um, and so first off, I guess, Johnny, what were your thoughts on this book? Um, overall, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think it, you know, it gets, especially for the phase one characters that we've been away from for a little while, mm. just kind of reintroduces us to them and lets you know where they are and what they're up to um, in the immediate aftermath, pretty much, of um, uh, what was the last book called? Fallen Star. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, they're always, you know, anthology is always a little bit of a, a mix of what you're going to get. Um, but mm-hmm. I thought overall this one was a pretty strong one. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Taylor? How'd you how'd you feel about it? I I really like this book. I there's so many little stories in it, and some of them are shorter, and some of them are longer. Because I took notes on all of them, and some of the stories are like three pages of notes, and then some of the stories I can literally fit all three stories on one page of notes. So it it just it depends on the story, but. I'm really liking it because it just gets right back into those like characters that we've already been reading about and it's the same authors that are writing about their characters and they're just getting in their final things of what they wanted to say but couldn't before and it was good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would basically what you guys both said, I wasn't aware of how much I missed some of the phase one characters. Like <laughs> You know, I kind of got wrapped up in the phase two. All the writing I thought was really well. And I know we've talked about that on a show previous with Johnny. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, I was surprised by how much I kind of missed some of these characters, some more than others. But, yeah, I enjoyed it. A lot of times some of these, when you get books like this, sometimes there's, like, story here or there. I mean, there's not everything was here as, you know, Pulitzer Prize winning material. But um, (laughs) overall, I I enjoyed all the stories. There wasn't anything I was like, well, I could have done without this. I did really enjoy it. Yeah. do you guys like these books? Because we have a couple. I mean, they started out with, um, was it from a certain point of view s- series, right? Is that the, mm-hmm. that's the books from, and they've done all three of the first stories, I believe, of the, I'm sorry. The, the original, original films, trilogy. yeah. Have you read yeah. those, Johnny? Johnny's kind of our resident, no. one of the reasons we brought him on here. You have not read those? <laughs> yeah, no. I wasn't sure. Uh, I know, like, with the most recent one, Return of the Jedi, some, uh, you know, like, some of those stories in those books go pretty weird. Um, I don't know if they're considered <laughs> canon or not, to be perfectly honest. Um, I have read, um, what was it, Tales from Jabba's Palace, which was a similar thing, but from, like, the old EU. Yeah. Um, mm which are all short stories, all different characters that you see in uh, Jabba's Palace from Inner Tello. And that was a real mixed bag as well. Some I loved, some I didn't. I thought this was more consistent generally in quality, like you said. Um, yeah. Yeah. Taylor, have you ever read any of those other ones, the, the certain point of view books? Um, a friend of mine sent me one of the stories from, hmm, I think it was the Return of the Jedi one. And it was... And it was a good story, but you can tell that these writers haven't been writing about these characters already, right? Like, this is that's kind of the difference that we're getting with this like, Tales of Life and Light book, because all of these writers have created these characters from, like, start to finish pretty, pretty much, more or less. Um, whereas the other books, I feel like, probably wouldn't be as... Um, 
as much connection, like heart in them, because that's not their characters. I mean, I don't, I don't know because there could be some that, um, that were created by those writers. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, that's a good, that's a really excellent point. Um, I've read a couple of them from the very first one. I know I read the story about um, R four, um, R five, R four, R five. Why am I drawing a blank? Uh, R five is the R five. My goodness. Yeah. (laughs) So um, his story, you know, about how he chose to do what he did in like a new hope. That's what those stories are. Kind of like these little weird things that happen, you know, when he blows his motivator or whatever. Um, But he did that on purpose. (laughs) Yes. Because R two talked to him while they were on the uh, while they were on the uh, sand crawler. R two talked to him and explained to him he had a mission he had to go on. And so R four blows his motivator uh, to help R two with his mission. Oh my God. That's the kind I of stuff that. that's in the book. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I I kind of got lost in a couple. There was one about a Jawa. I was like, I don't know what's happening right now. Um, but <laughs> so I typically don't like them when they're just bits and pieces of little things. But that one was kind of fun. Um, yeah. but I really, like I said, I really did enjoy uh, this version. So, hmm. but yeah, we're going to go ahead. We're going to dive into the book. Now there were what ten stories? Yeah. Uh, well, there's yeah, nine stories, and then there's, and then there's a, an extra one that's only in the Barnes yeah. and Noble edition, which yes. Jimmy had sent me by PDF because we didn't have that over here. So yes, because Jimmy <laughs> is awesome. I mean, <laughs> the listening that could get us in trouble, he didn't. But <laughs> well, but I think it's kind of so weird much, that Jimmy <laughs> that they. I understand having like the special releases, but can you get Barnes and Noble books in Canada or in the UK? Yeah. No, you need uh, no, I can't get them in Canada, but I can order them from the states. But then I have to pay all this extra shipping and. Mm. I, I all right. Well, then I don't. Feel I ordered so bad. the Barnes and Noble <laughs> version of Battle Scars, and then um, I had it on order, and then they had over sold what stock they had, so I didn't even end up getting mine. But I got like a full refund, mm. and then I got the regular book um, yeah. sent to me for free. So I wanted right, the well, one with so the poster. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I, I think I have that one. But um, all right, so we're gonna dive into these. Like we said, we're not gonna talk about every single story. Maybe we, maybe on a Taylor talk or something. Sometime we can dive into all these yeah. or a book club or something. But I'm gonna basically we're just gonna kind of talk. You know, we're gonna give our top three. So we're gonna start with Johnny. And out of these ten, what did you think, Johnny? Which three you know stories and authors that caught your eye? Uh, yeah, I'll. Go third to first in mine, if that's all right. Um, yeah, third, absolutely. I said Shield, uh, Shield of the Jedi by George Mann, um, right. which is one of the ones that's set around Phase 2. Yes. Um, we, uh, the characters of main, well, mainly the character of Padawan Rupa and her master Solandra Show, who were both mainly from the middle grade young reader books. Um, yeah, Solandra is also in the Battle for Jedi audio yeah. drama as well. She's yeah. great in that. Yeah, and it that one um, you we it's a couple of years after the end of Phase Two, and you see Solandra show kind of sets Rupa her uh, Jedi trials, um, and so she has to go on this mission, figure out what it is that she's supposed to do. Um, I thought it felt just like. The same tone as like the young reader books, um, where we'd met those two characters originally. Um, mm-hmm. 
And you don't, we, it's not something we get to see very often of Padawan's no. Jedi trials. You know, you yeah, quite cool. often the ones we've seen have been ones where they've been said, right, you've been through this big battle kind of thing, so we're going to make you a Jedi now. So yeah. we don't actually get to see We're just a master setting their Padawan a, a, a trial. <laughs> and that. Um, well, in so, the yeah. comic book, too. Yeah, in the comic book, they're doing that. That first Starlight Beacon, they're like right, they're like fast-forwarding everyone's training and things like that. Mm. It just does not seem like a real smart thing to do. But anyways, <laughs> we'll get into that <laughs> some other time. So. Yeah, so that was my third one. Uh, my second favorite was uh, The Force Provides by Justina Ireland. Um, that one I thought was kind of like the most personal story. It's about mm. Vanessa Rowe, who obviously, again, Justina Ireland had written about um, in a couple of different books in Phase One, mm-hmm. um, where she's kind of it's obviously just after the fall of Starlight Beacon, um, and she disagrees with the Jedi Recall Order, which is kind of a theme throughout this book actually and yeah. and into the some of the comics that have been coming out as well various of the yeah. jedi that we've been following don't agree with the recall order um or that the fact that the jedi are start she well she not only disagrees with the recall but she disagrees with the fact that the jedi are still fighting the nihil she thinks it should be left to the republic now kind of thing that they shouldn't be involved in a war so to speak Warriors, yeah. um so she kind of becomes an unofficial way seeker um, Jedi, where she you know just goes where the Force takes her, kind of thing, and she obviously she goes on a on an adventure. Um, <laughs> yeah, she does. But I thought it's you know it's all from her point of view. I thought it felt like a really personal kind of story, um, and we're just reminded of the fact that she's still kind of thinking about and working on the riddle that Mari Santeca left her. Yeah, um, I can't remember what book Very that was cool. in. <laughs> yeah, that all yeah. kind of blurs together. <laughs> and then my favourite one was All Jedi Walk Their Own Path by Charles Saul. Um First of all we oh, find that out that Buryaga lives He lives! <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's not I... even the main reason why I liked it because it's mainly about Bell and mm-hmm. Loden Greatstorm um, yeah. and we get more of their relationship through flashbacks to uh, yeah. Like earlier to like you know before phase one altogether, and kind of Bell's decision to whether to obey the recall order or carry on looking for Buriaga is informed by those flashbacks. Um, yeah, and that's just a great one. And there's a there's a quote I've got written down here that I love from it. It's that Loden says to him in one of those flashbacks: "It's all Jedi walk their own path." the way we help people, the way we interpret the Force and serve the goals of the light. When all is said and done, counsel or no, we must guide ourselves. That's good. Bowden is so smart. Yeah, it's such a... uh, He's kind of like... Yeah, it's just... It's a shame that we didn't get more of him before everything happens. I know! It's like that last... Like, I won't get into it because I, I don't know who's read it or not, but, like, Loden goes through a lot, and it makes me feel like, oh, my God, yeah, like, it's so brutal. Like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh-huh. And then, like, literally a week later after reading that part in that book, 
whichever one that is, I've, they're all blurring together because I'm reading them so fast. Mm-hmm. I'm watching Young Jedi Adventures, the new episodes with my daughter, and I'm like, they're yeah. loaded. I'm just like almost getting teary. And my daughter's like, <laughs> what? I'm like, I won't get into it. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it is. Um, it's tough. They, they've they really made us care about these characters, which is, you know, kudos to the yeah. writers. So. All right, Taylor. And we'll come back to your number ones after this. But, uh, <laughs> Taylor, give us your rundown of your top three. Do you have any same ones as Johnny? Um, I do have some of the same ones as Johnny. Um, <clears throat> my number three, let's see here really quickly, was the... Um, the Affy and the Vessel story. Which one was that? What was that one called again? Goodness. Uh, after the Fall. After the Fall, yeah. Yes! Okay, so that was my first experience of, like, after the Fall of Starlight oh, Beacon. Like, right. the seriousness yeah. of how much it was. Because I have not read Fallen Star. I'm getting there. Um, I'm getting there. But just hearing Affy... Um, I guess she's like describing as she's seeing these horrible events that are happening and these people are missing their families and they're, they're, they're um, giving food to like the survivors. And it's like one day after, and then you read a little bit and it's like one week after one month after, and we're leaving and you can just, you can still like read Leox Jossie's like voice in like the writing, like, come on little bit. We, we can't do nothing here. And it's just like, Oh my God, <laughs> I miss these guys. And we hear that, um, Geode is an incorrigible flirt, but, yeah, <laughs> but is. never acts on it. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sorry, but that rock, like, I don't know yeah. if I love him or if I'm just like, what the heck? Because it's like, even Geo couldn't very... say anything to her at that moment. And it's like, just give in to it, Taylor. But he never says anything. But... That was, that was my one complaint about this story was there wasn't enough Geode. But he was yes. totally in it. And like, oh my gosh. I just oh, he was it. in it, but it just not enough. Yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> I liked have... that. Yeah. I liked that story. And like, Affie's trying to change the history of where she comes from. And she's trying to make mm-hmm. things better. And I guess they end up. Um, yeah. I think they are going to be in phase three because it's involving the Nye Hill yeah. where they end up going. Yeah. Um, so I liked that one. Um, number two, my favorite one was. Uh, the Call of Coruscant. Sorry, I'm looking down. Oh yeah, notes. that was a good one. That so good. I loved that one. I usually don't like reading about new characters and stuff. I like sticking to my old characters. But this one, what was it? Um, Amadeo is the kid. Is the Amadeo. Jedi Padawan's name? Yeah, Amadeo. Yes. Just cool name. Cool name, right? So they are in the middle of their own skirmishes, doing their own things across the galaxy and the Outer Rim area. They've never been to Starlight Beacon. This is like, it's like um, a point of view of Jedi who are out doing their own thing. Like they are not involved in Starlight or the Drengir or really any of this stuff, right? So they've never fought. They've never fought the Nihil either. They're literally off in their own thing. And they hear of this news of what happened to Starlight Beacon and so many Jedi died. So they're they're getting this call and all of this news like out of the blue. So it's a very cool side of the story. Um, and they're being told what to do now. And this is where they're going to go. But but because um, I guess, yes, it is the recall of all the Jedi. And when they're there, 
um, the Padawan ventures off into Coruscant and finds himself some friends and a lady friend, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he they go and have some drinks. The Elz- yes, the Elzar Man School of Jedi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, so, it's Ferris day off in space, isn't it? Basically, yes, it really actually, is. yes, he's like, oh, this is my lightsaber. Everyone, look at it at the party, and blah blah. And this girl, and they have some alone time. And in the end, there were he some. Decides, uh, yes, in the end, he decides to stay a Jedi. So he got to experience a little bit of not being Jedi and being a. You know, out there, seventeen-year-old being a teenager and being yeah. a teenager it, in the big city. <laughs> and ha- he came it, back. That has to that has to be tough, though. You think about like you know, here in the states, we have the Amish, um, and yeah. they go on the thing with the, the Rumspringa, you know, and they get that year to see what the real world's about. You know, kind of has to be kind of a similar. I mean, he had it in one night, but yeah. you know, you're dedicating your life to the force and. Jeez. Well, so who knows? <laughs> but it's also, but the story also shows what a different time it is for the Jedi. I mean, obviously, yeah. time repeats itself; stories repeat themselves. But like these Jedi are questioning their beliefs and their religions, and like their Jedi, really, their cult, because so much weird stuff has been happening through his Padawan ship, like. The the emergences, the fall of starlight, the um, the Nihil are popping up, and and now there's the the um, the giant creatures that have effects on force wielders that are out there, and it's like, what? What is going on? Like the world is so messed up. Do I even want to be a Jedi? Like it's just making them yeah, think differently question. because things are so weird. So I really <laughs> liked this random weird point of view of starlight falling from. Jedi that didn't have involvement with it at all. Yeah. And I kind of liked his, like, you know, get out there and get some stuff done. <laughs> um, and my favorite is the Force Provides. And Johnny just went over it. But it, it shows Vernestra breaking into this person that I think we're going to see in the Acolyte. So, have you seen the artwork of her? Yes. The artwork they have mm-hmm. looks really cool. Oh my god, she's like hardened off. Like right now she's like she's polite. She's well, sorry, when I say right now, I mean before the fall of starlight. She's polite, she's super kind, she's like trying to help everyone. She's pushing people to, you know, she's pushing the other padawans to be like, "No, no, don't be jealous of me because I was a padawan or, or because I became a knight before you. Here, this is how I learned. Like you can do it." And they're just like, "What?" So she's totally a new person. She's learning differently. I'm not sure how her like apprenticeship with Stellan went because yeah. he's yeah. always in the in like he's right in the light's eye always. So I'm not sure how their training went. Maybe he approved her or maybe he passed her a bit too early. I don't know. But this book shows how hardened she is and how uh, like the effects of Starlight and all these terrible things that have happened and the Nile fights and they're not even winning the Nile fights and they're getting there too late and there's they're not even doing that well and she's like, I'm done. Like, this is dumb. We shouldn't be doing this anymore. And this is where she changes. So, and we're going to probably see Vanessa in the Acolyte shows and she looks totally different than she does in the books. So I think this is a bit of a kickoff of what... Um, her change like maybe she's maybe vernestra is the ahsoka of the high republic era like 
That's a I good shout. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, we, you guys have covered a lot. I've, <laughs> I have a tie for, I think the only one I, I, we haven't talked about as a tie. I have the call of course on that's Lydia Kings and um, yeah. that one. Cause Lydia, I asked, Lydia, I mean, asked Lydia like, Oh, I just chat, called her up. I said, tweet, or I think it was on Instagram or threads. I said, you know, where do you come up with these names for Amadeo as a, as a, as a Zazo or something like that. And Zazo. Then, um, yeah. And so she's like responded back. Sometimes, just, you know, I just smash some letters together and see what happens. And then, um, <laughs> they're good. I the like close them. fist. Yeah. And the close fist has no claws about Marta oh, yeah. Rowe. I'm still kind of curious. So like, I want to know the lifespan of, um, oh my gosh, Everenny, right? Ever-any, so what their yeah. lifespan is like. Cause this is 150 years before, uh, everything kicks off. So these these people, these these creatures, they, they must live quite a long life. I feel like they have she's, like if yeah. she's talking to what we assume is Martian or Archeon, depending on how you want to pronounce it, or if it's like if someone in between, like it's like his parent that she's talking to, right? I don't know. Anyways, those two kind of tied for third. I, I liked them both. It was a it was neat to get a little bit of um, lore for the Everenny. Yeah, like we learned a little about bit more backstory species. on them. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then, you know, with the call of course on, I, I was kind of curious though. Like, I don't want to get what is happening on my screen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Your hands wow, are in I don't the understand. air. Your hands are in the air. I, you weren't even touching anything. <laughs> The call of Coruscant is and what you said. So just like, yeah, so the call of Coruscant, and then um, my my concern <laughs> about this one is, are they going to bring these new characters into the story, get us to fall in love with them, and then just have them get mowed down? Axed. You know, yeah, just get. I mean, because it's I, you know, phase two was brutal. The end of phase one was brutal. Um, my second one, Shield of the Jedi. I love that story. I love the fact that I think in one of the books prior, Solyndra, she told how she got the shield, you know, and then how it kind of yeah. got passed down to her. And then that was kind of cool. And like Johnny said, you know, we don't get to see very often that a Padawan go through their trials. So that was exciting to see. And it was neat um, how it went yeah. down. So I don't want to ruin that. Where for anybody, is but, that shield? Uh, by the way, I mean, like everyone well, has got it now. Yeah, but. That was phase yeah. two. Maybe so. 150 oh, years later. Yeah, where is it now? It's yeah. got to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She must yeah, have passed yeah, it yeah. down to someone. Be kind of cool, cool if it does come be? back. Like got... they just introduce a Jedi yeah. that has it. That'd be pretty sweet. Like just some so cool. someone busts it out. Men- yeah. yeah, and not even mention anything about it. But we know. And talk about. Like, oh look, that Jedi over there's got a shield. Oh yeah, Master Natani's or whatever. Master Natani's Padawan, or I was, you know, something like that. That'd be very cool. And of course, my number one. My favorite character, I mean, one of my favorite characters from the first one, The Force Provides, Justina Ireland in the knockout job. Vernestra, you know, knowing where she's going to end up, you know, we've seen the the photos of the Acolyte and where she's at now. We get to see her as a young kid. That story, I think, Taylor, you kind of hit it on the head with it being like the Ahsoka, because we're spending a lot of time with her. I mean, she's yeah. like 13, 14 years old when we first meet her. She's getting older, getting older. And then when we see her in the Acolyte, she's going to be an adult. You know, bittered mm-hmm. and angry and whatever. Um, so that's it's kind of a cool to get to see that much of a character. We don't often get to see that. It does take a little bit of the stakes out of things for me, though. Like we know you she don't does. have to she worry does. about Vern. Yes. 
that Vern's not going to kick it. Um, but that's one Jedi that's safe, I guess. So that, that might yes. be might be okay for heart. So that's one. But yeah, of I thought. Um, <laughs> we get one of thirty. So, uh, but yeah, those I thought those were really great. I enjoyed all of them. So we um, we will talk. Let's real quick before we, um, we we wrap things up. I've got um, one question. Well, we'll talk about the one last story. So we did talk about if you're in the states, you had access to uh, one story that no one else seemed to have, and that was what Rogue Element by was it Alyssa Wong? Yes, Is that her name. Yeah. So what do you guys think of that story? I just kind of you know for people who are listening who aren't from the states and didn't have an opportunity to read it. What do you guys think? <laughs> uh, I really liked it. Um, yeah, I really liked it. Uh, it was didn't quite make my top three, but um, obviously it's about uh, Crash Ongwa, who was originally written by DJ Older in Midnight Horizon. Um, but her character was based on Alyssa Wong. So uh, now Alyssa okay. Wong gets to write the character that was Based on her, based which on is kind of cool. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah, that's very cool. I didn't know that. Very neat. Um, yeah, it was an interesting one. Obviously, they said Corellia is a civil war because you know some people kind of what had already happened with the Nihil, which is in Midnight Horizon, which I guess you haven't read yet, Taylor. Um, they're kind <laughs> of like you know they're scared of the Nihil, so they're like, right, we should just go along with what they say because we don't want it to get worse kind of thing yeah and there's people like like crash who who are like resisting and stuff and fighting back um they find a padawan called rue um -hmm. whose master was killed by the nihil and he's kind of not gone dark side but he's kind of taking his revenge on the nihil so he's kind of treading that line kind of thing yeah um and then and it's kind of it's just kind of action packed and fun, basically. Um, yeah, it is. It is action, action, action. Yeah, yeah. So. It like the book kind of like hints at you. So like at the beginning, you're you're listening to Crash and Sino, and they're going over this like hollow footage of something with the Nihil and this blue lightsaber comes out of somewhere, and he's got white hair and. And and then you're skipping forward to this other part of the story where there's this shy and timid kid who's working at a candy shop, pretty much, who has, like, translucent skin. And he's, like, thinking about stuff, but they're never, like, he has a blue lightsaber. He has white hair. So you're learning these this character from two different points of view. And he believes that because the Jedi had the call back to Coruscant after what happened to Starlight, everybody at the Corellian Temple left went to Coruscant but him and his master Conther Conther yeah that was a tough one uh... Conther yeah Yeah. Um, so they they believed that they had made a promise to stay and protect the people of Corellia so when everybody else left they stayed and he and Rue seems to think that if all the Jedi hadn't abandoned us and the people of Corellia then my master would still be alive and be here so he is very much walking away from the Jedi path. Um, yeah. And then in the end, he's pretty well, much told that he's a, he doesn't have to be a Jedi to be part of protecting people. So mm-hmm. and he, he grew up and he lived on Corellia. So this is, this is yeah. his home too. He wasn't originally yeah. sent there. So 
Now, Taylor, you haven't read Midnight Horizons yet. Not yet. It's on the shelf behind me. I don't remember. Johnny, do you remember these characters from that? I don't remember them being part of that. I remember Crash. That's a pretty... Um, well, I'm Crash and Svino. Svino, yeah. Yeah, because she's There's like the, the, the popular... Like, like, I'm sure yeah. were probably ones that were mentioned in this story. Yeah. But, you know, they were I just... Because the end of that gets pretty explosive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, some things from... Mm-hmm. But I don't remember them exactly. But there is also another Jedi possibly on that planet. That, well, no longer a Jedi, I guess I should say. That mm-hmm. kind of just quit. And I wonder if he's still there. Do we see this more? Um, I'm sure. Taylor, I'm not going to ruin it for you. But yeah. I hope so because top yeah. five right there will be a, be interesting <laughs> if he shows back up. But oh my God, Taylor, when that? you get to that <gasps> part, you can. I'm not telling. <laughs> is it <Elzar>? but, um, <laughs> So, but um, yeah, I was just kind of curious because I, I mean, I recognized Crash and I like that. Um, like everyday life people standing up. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, everyday famous and, people, you mean? <laughs> well, you know, they run that security yeah, system. They run that security yeah. team and, um, you know, you yeah. know, they're standing up for things. And that was kind of the story, you know, throughout a few places. There was the um, um, light in the darkness. Where mm. Keeve Trennis shows up to help out and, you know, people yes. standing up to the, the huts and things like that. So, you know, not just a Jedi standing up, but, you know, then Afi, Leox and, uh, geode standing up and just some different uh, stories of different people um, standing up to the darkness, which mm-hmm. I thought was cool. And hopefully, you know, we're going to get that all kind of come together at the end. But um, yeah, I yeah. like that story. Um, I'm not, you know, I still think it's, I hate to talk bad about it, but I still think it's kind of unfair not to let you guys have that story the way they did. I, it was, I remember, the, I remember uh, yeah. was it Michael Siglin? The guy who's in charge getting kind of booed when we were at celebration. They're like, boo, you know, they kind of like, oh were kind of like not real thrilled. They weren't real thrilled about it when he, he mentioned that, um, especially because what we we're in, we're in the UK, and he announces <laughs> that if you buy this American book, uh, <laughs> you can have, you know. So I, I mean, that was probably the wrong place to announce that you need to be an American to get this one story. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, so again. My last question for you guys with this whole thing are how excited, what's your excitement level for the eye of darkness by George Mann coming out on Tuesday. This will be the official kickstart and the reviews for this book have been pretty, pretty promising. So have they been? <gasps> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty excited for phase three in general. Um, Going back to all of those characters from Phase One, well, that we've just been reading about in this book, <laughs> um, and just seeing with it where everything goes, you know, and how more how uh, Phase Two plays into that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. <laughs> Taylor, will you start reading it when it comes out? Or are you going to wait and try uh, to catch up and then? No, okay. So I have it on order. It's supposed to get here on the 14th. That's when you guys all. That's when it releases, right? So I really just want to read it in time. Yeah, I really want to read it in time because that's one of the fun things about this High Republic when when I started reading Phase 2 was that everybody was reading these books at the same time. And it was so fun to be able to talk to people like, oh my god, are you at chapter this? Yeah, like this is happening. (laughs) And it was just, it was fun to stay in time with the releases. And it was almost like waiting for another show to come out. And it's just that next step of the story. And Mm. 
And I feel like I, I don't want to miss that. So I'm like, oh, my God, I've got like two books left to read of the of phase one. And I read everything from phase two. Um, but yeah, I've got like three books and two comics supposed to be arriving in my house like this week. Nice. So now that Very I'm, nice. yeah, I'm reading like crazy the end of phase one. And now I'm going to jump right into reading phase three, like insane as well. So it's going to be like never ending, but it's so good. I'm so excited. Nice. I'm really excited. Kinda... Well, the good thing, <laughs> the good thing is you'll be, at, you'll be caught up pretty soon because I, yeah. they are spreading the waves out more. In phase three, Thank they did before, oh like, my gosh. before, like the f- all three books of a wave would come out within the yeah. space of a month. Oh, and yes. now it's more like it was over the space of like three or four months, I think. Yeah, yeah, because so, we get this book, yeah, and then so like even January if you're not, like, or February, bang on ready to read Eye of Darkness now, you'll be caught up probably by the time the second book of this wave comes yes, out. Yes, so. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm getting into yeah. the you know, the meat of phase one now. So steak and potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm very doing? excited. I can't wait to sit down. I won't, you know, again, my swim season starts. So we'll practice in the mornings. We'll practice after school. Right. I'm not sure how much reading I'll get done this week, uh, this weekend, <laughs> the following weekend, I'll probably dive into that and just be like, leave me alone for an hour so I can dive <laughs> into the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I can't wait. It always makes me a little bit, I don't know about how you guys are, but when I know I'm getting close to the end of something, like a TV show or a book series, yeah. I've always kind of, it seems like my reading slows down a little bit. The more I Savor enjoy it, it, the slower I want to go because I'm savoring it. I yeah. don't want it to end, um, you know, and there hasn't been any spoilers or anything coming out about, you know, this is it. When this is over, it's over. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very excited. I can't wait. I can't wait to revisit them and get that uh, encyclopedia <gasps> yes um, we need that do you have that johnny oh, oh johnny it. has it yeah oh, yeah th- that doesn't come out if, if this comes weeks. out where you live like it did me <laughs> earlier than the 9th of december do not read the timeline <gasps> near the beginning oh, no. because it's spoiled oh, no. events in eye of darkness for me i saw oh, one or two no. just out the corner See, that's of why eyes. i thought that it was I thought they pushed it for that reason because they didn't want yeah. it to. Because oh, no. I wanted to introduce yeah. new Jedi or new bad guys or whoever. And then it was going to, like, that came out and you should know everybody by then. So, ah, oh, bummer. Well, I will wait until I finish Eye of Darkness at least. <laughs> so, it's it's the timeline. I don't, I don't, because of that, I haven't really gone into reading about the individual characters and, you know, the actual yeah. encyclopedia part of it itself. So yeah. maybe I'll just skip the timeline and yeah. dive into the characters. <laughs> so, but all right. Timeline. Well, but it looks great. Um, oh. Yeah, it does. I'm excited. So, oh wow. Oh, <laughs> there's cool artwork and stuff in there. And, you know, cool. yeah. I, that's I can't wait to. Depending on the, like the importance of the characters, they kind of seem to vary between like a quarter of a page and a double, you know, a full page spread kind of thing for the characters. Yeah, like Stellan so, obviously gets a double page. Yeah. Oh, this is a good <laughs> wow. one. Oh, oh man! And oh, Dexter oh, Jester. Dexter. All right, <laughs> very cool. So, all right. Well, Johnny, we want to thank you. You let everybody give again for coming on, talking High Republic with us. I'm sure we will talk <laughs> once Phase Three gets rolling. We'll have you back on and dive into it. Tell people and people if you you know you're busy and you want to get caught up. Johnny has excellent reviews of all the books. He kind of breaks them down for <laughs> yes. you. Johnny, tell people where they can find you on the social medias and they can get caught up um, 
quickly and even maybe even by Tuesday so they can be ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you can find me at Starbird Files um, on Instagram and also Facebook. Um, and then from there, there's links to uh, uh, I've got a blog as well um, where there's kind of like longer reviews of, of the books and things like that. Um, so yeah, Starbird Files on Instagram basically is the best place to find me, I think. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for coming on. <laughs> no and we always finish with a we always finish with a quote. Taylor, you want to get us started? As always, from me for light and life. Johnny, uh, we are all the republic. <laughs> all right. I had to let Taylor go because last time Johnny was on, he I stole Taylor. He stole my um, <laughs> And for all of us, (laughs) for all of us, we have spoken. We'll see you guys later. Thanks, guys.